Shalom and Shalom. It's always love to address you men as the mighty men of valor. And some could be like uh, Gideon who says, who is that? Excuse me. You are the mighty man of Allah. This is Adam's Cave, and we are so excited to have you where we can have a very candid, very concise and clear conversation as you look at matters affecting men and, of course, the people that you love so dearly. I'm your host, Kisija Kiprotich, and it's always my joy to have you join in the cave. And please talk to us on 0717-400-555 or Hope TV or Hope FM YouTube uh, pages. Just go into the comment section, and let's hear what you have to say. Or you can go to hashtag... Adam's Cave at Twitter or just at my handle at Kissinger113. Now, many times I've walked to some places and you have this nice, beautiful seat and it's indicated Samsonite. Mm -hmm. Or you have this mighty man say, I am Samson. So we have celebrated the man Samson as a man of strength, as a man of huge power around masculinity. But have you ever thought who were the parents of Samson? Who were behind the man? the Nazarite, as we would call him. So today we want to have a conversation and look at the same topic of the man, Manoah. The man, Manoah. And again, it's, if you joined us last week, you must have listened to us as we discussed the story of David. But today we want just to look at the man, Manoah, again. So it's my joy to bring back again the man who took us last week. He's a man of honor, a father, a husband, a grandfather, a very, very accomplished leader. And I keep reminding you, it's a very strong voice on matters, politics, and church. He's also a Focus alumni, and he is the CEO of Korat Africa. He's Dr. Oliver Simuyu Kisaka. Welcome back, sir. Thank you, Kisija. It's always a joy to be back at Hope. Yes. And thank God for the great work that no, you are doing. No, we are happy to have you. Yes, thank and you. And I we still get fascinated at your love for politics and your involvement <laughs> in politics. Yes. <laughs> thank you. And I know it was that, I think it was that generation where we were saying, what's yes or what's yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. It's a dirty game. Yes, yeah. it's a dirty game. Until we realized we must find a way of washing it. Yes. yes. <laughs> washing this. As I said last week. Yes. Yes. No, welcome back, Dr. Tari. Thank you. Anything that we don't know or we should know about Dr. Kisaka? For now, mm -hmm. a Christian. Yes. I love the Lord. <laughs> and as you are saying, I'm very keen on a new approach to discipleship mm -hmm. that helps Christians function effectively in society in what I call discipleship for citizenship. Amen. Mm. So we have talked about Samson. Yeah. I know last week we were talking about passing on the baton. Yeah. And, we, and you, took, you helped us look at King David yes. and, and Solomon mm -hmm. and the relationship between them, even though it was not a very clean relationship, quote, quote. Yeah. But out of that mess came Solomon, the king. Yes. And I think the Bible says he ruled for years in a peaceful way because of the honor that God gave King, uh, king David. Mm -hmm. And I think you helped us think also on how we can repackage and revalue our lives yeah. by coming to Christ. Yes. Anything else I forgot that you talked to us about last week? No, you basically got it just to say that um, it's very important that men equip their sons and their daughters with, with education, which I call faith, values, and, uh, and, and whatever skills that they may need for society. It's much more important to develop the person than to develop materials. There are some people who don't invest in their children, they invest in houses and lands. When the children are grown, they kill one another because of those houses and lands. 
but there are people who invest in children and seem to have no lands. But the children in whom they invested buy the lands and even bless them in their old age. So I think we must put the order correct. Wow. Mm. No, thank you. Mm -hmm. Now today we want to look at Manoa. Yes. I know you've read um, extensively, and I think you mentioned last week that you, you did your PhD. Initially, you wanted to do the New Testament. Yes. But I also know you have a lot of Old Testament stories. <laughs> yes. What do you remember about the story of Manoa? As you mm -hmm. observed a while ago, I think the, the outstanding matter in the Manoa story is usually Samson. It's like we are in a hurry to get done with Manoa and his wife. In fact, his <laughs> wife, I, I don't even think her name is given. Mm. So we are in a hurry to be done with them so that we may focus on Samson because that seems to be the person that uh, the Holy Spirit is focused on. But he gives us very amazing details about uh, Manoah and his wife. Yeah. Wow. Mm. I, I, I think, is it in Judges where you have that story of Manoah? Yes, Judges, and, I think, 13 years. Yes, and I think I understand <coughs> that previously, before Samson was born, mm -hmm. Manoah's wife was barren and sterile. They were, they were barren. They had no child. Mm -hmm. I think the, the language in Israel that time when you didn't have a child mm -hmm. was that you are barren. <laughs> 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 Unless the man took mm -hmm. another wife and gave birth. Uh, like in the case of, uh, was it uh, the case of uh, Jacob's father-in-law? Yes. Mm. But did Manoah have another wife, mm. to your knowledge? No, no, no. Not mentioned. Not At mentioned. least not mentioned, yes. He, to me, he looks like he was a very dedicated family man mm. who feared God. And him and his wife seemed to be people who feared God. They were living a quiet life. Um, and... Just thankful to God for their lives. Yeah. And understand that even if there was a time that the angel paid a visit to Manoah's wife to say, hey, you're going to get a son, and this is the, how you're going to bring him up. Uh, don't let him meet racism or yes. something. Yes. <laughs> but, I, I, you see, it's very interesting. I was thinking about this two or three days ago. Yeah. I was saying, it does seem like for a number of people that did not get children early, God spared them for his own work in the future. <laughs> <laughs> that was the case with Sarah, mm -hmm. uh, the case with uh, Manoah here, yes. case with Hannah. Yes, Hannah. Yeah? Yes. Mm. Um, and so one would almost have thought that these were people who are forgotten by God. But God has his own purposes. Uh, at a certain time, he wants a vessel that can bring forth another vessel. Mm. And he chooses this one. <laughs> and makes them realize they were not barren after all. Yes. It's just the Lord had not told them time had come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they delayed. Yes. They delayed. Uh, Dektari, I know we're talking about uh, Manoah. Mm. And the, of course, some of the lessons that we, the men can begin to understand. Yeah. And I think the first thing I see in Manoah's life is if, if his wife was not um, getting a baby, mm. and that was in a situation where culture, they could, be, they could marry another wife if they wanted to yeah, do that. Yeah. But he doesn't do it. Mm. And instead chooses to be faithful and support his wife. Mm. Is that something that... It's an admirable quality because, as we normally say, children are a gift from God. And he can give you the children when he wants. So that if he delays, it's not a bitterness. Society tends to look down on people who don't have children but they do it mistakenly because uh, the blessing that God gives you is you and your wife. 
he can be, it can please him to raise in your house a number of other human beings. And uh, just to know you are raising other human beings, when they become grown up, they will be taking decisions without your instructions. Yes. And you, there's nothing you can do about it. Mm. You just be happy to see them when you see them. You don't know what they decided to do when, who they talked to. They become totally independent human beings. My wife and I are now uh, in our house alone. <laughs> we were privileged to raise two girls, and they are gone. <laughs> and you're back together again. And we're back together again. So I think the joy is to know that God gave us as a gift to each other to do his ministry, and in the process, blessed us with two, two children. Um, there are some who are blessed with 12, you know, with eight or more, but there are others whose children have not come yet. You never know what God's plan is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it okay. may be because of a Samuel somewhere. Or a Samson. Or a Samson. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. You know, there's something I saw in that story mm. of, of Manoah. Yeah. After he prayed, the, so the angels come to speak to the wife mm. and gives him a story, give him how they will get a baby and everything else. Mm. And the wife goes to report to the husband and say, look, by the way, there's a man who came and said, I'll have a child and everything yeah. else. <laughs> and again, kind of, the, the man doesn't say, I don't believe you. Yeah. He turns to God and say, can you send back the man? <laughs> uh -huh. I think that it's actually, when, you think, when we think about it from here, mm. reading the scripture without the benefit of the dynamics, mm. which woman, barren, meets a man out there <laughs> <laughs> comes and tells you, I'm going to have a child. Yes. And you know that we, our condition is that yes. we can't have a child. Yeah. Yes. You almost feel like mm. you are the problem. Yes. And another man might have met your wife somewhere. Yeah. yeah? Mm. But the courage with which she comes to tell her husband does suggest, number one, that they were a very uh, well-knit family. Mm. They loved each other. And they were a family dealing with one another in truth. They could trust each other. Mm -hmm. So when she comes back, there is, no, there is no guilt feeling. There's nothing wrong she has done. She just has been given a message of the Lord. Uh, and probably she's saying, uh, and that was the truth, that she was going to get pregnant not by another man, but mm -hmm. by the same man, uh, her husband. So they have this kind of wonderful relationship where Anything you come across, you can tell your partner. Mm -hmm. And it does not raise questions of suspicion. It, it engenders trust. So Manoah here is listening to a statement of a miracle and is wondering, is it true? In Gideon's time, he chained the fleece mm -hmm. just so that I'm sure that God <laughs> is speaking. Let there be water on the fleece and not around. Now, the next day, let the middle be dry and the water around. Yes. I just want to be sure. Just be sure and yeah. the Lord is saying, yeah, it's a genuine call for, for uh, confirmation, mm -hmm. and I will honor it. And in the case of Manoah, he asked the Lord to uh, send the same man. And the same man comes. Mm -hmm. And I don't know whether it is to show us the faithfulness with which uh, uh, his wife dealt with him. The man comes to his wife in the field. Mm. 
and she says, wait here. She goes to call the husband and to say the man has come back. <laughs> and, and Manoah comes mm. and confirms. And Namon, Manoah says, if you truly are a servant of God, can you allow us to make something for you to eat? A very amazing heart of sacrifice that was demonstrated in the, in the lives of very godly people. Like you can remember how Abraham dealt with the strangers that came. Yes. Yes. And um, in a number of cases, you see that they, they want to prepare a meal for these guests. Mm -hmm. They welcome the guests. Lord welcomed the guests into his house, you know. So Manoah is reaching out and the angel tells him, no, 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 it's not to me, it's to the Lord. But when he does the sacrifice, as the smoke and the flame goes up, mm -hmm. The angel is taken up, and then he says, oh, my, it was true. Actually, the wife says, we were in the presence of God, but he had introduced himself as an angel. Yeah. Yes. Dr. Kisaka, mm -hmm. allow me to speculate. Yes. Or maybe you can yeah, speculate yeah, okay. together. Yeah. It's a conversation. Yeah. Why would God answer Manoah's prayer mm. for the man by sending the man back to the wife? I thought this was a, a thing like I prayed. Maybe even my wife doesn't know that I prayed about. Uh -huh. And instead just brings the man and, and it's now the wife reporting again, the man has come. And the fellow believes it. Yes. <laughs> but I don't know whether we can make a theology out of it. Yeah. Because um, he come, the man comes back to the wife mm. and the wife calls the husband. Yes. I think for the husband, one, his prayer has been answered. Okay. Two, his wife has been true to come and show show him the man uh, because if his wife was being fishy or tricky he pro she probably would not have done that she would have been trying to keep it secret but because there's nothing of guilt she's open and truthful and so probably the lord is doing that to affirm that he came to her and that Mrs. Manoah can confirm that this was the man. And I'll call the husband. Excuse me. In the case of uh, Mary and Joseph, you know that God spoke to Joseph. Yes. Yes. Um, I do not know whether it's because of the difficulties of the circumstances mm -hmm. so that he needed to reach Joseph himself mm -hmm. and convince him that, <laughs> go ahead. Mm -hmm. It's not, she's right what she's telling you. Yes. Yeah, so that's why I'm saying I don't know that we can make a theology out of it. But what one sees is a lot of trust, faithfulness, goodwill, uh, friendship. Manoah and his wife loved one another. They worked together. They had a common mind. Whatever they came across, the other knew. That's the impression. That's one impression. Gets. I love that impression. I hope yeah. some, I hope some Adam and Eve are quickly noting yeah. those values you are yeah. quickly saying. Yes. But one of the things that, again, in that same story, I think someone just find it very fascinating. Yeah. Is is the way that I think we are being, I don't know whether it's the Roman Catholic mm. or the culture. Mm. People seem to imagine the angels will come with wings. Mm. So definitely be you no know, ah, he's an angel. <laughs> But this was different, right? Uh, they didn't have wings. They just human wings. The Bible has said that you need to entertain yeah. strangers mm -hmm. because some have entertained angels yes. without, without knowing. knowing. Yeah. The, the matter of angels uh, appearing in certain format is perhaps taken from certain readings of scripture, mm. like Isaiah 6, 
uh, with two, they covered their feet, with two, they covered their faces, with two, they flew. So they, they reveal that uh, angelic beings may use wings. But we know that uh, when Christ rose from the dead, he was just taken up. Uh, when Elijah was taken, he was just taken up. And that angels can come and go even without those features. The three men that came to Abraham, they were just looked like they're passing by. Mm, yeah, there yes. was nothing. Angelic yeah, or wings. Yeah. <laughs> it takes, it takes mm. spiritual sensitivity to note that these are different. Mm. And they probably could be guests sent from heaven. Yes. I, I believe that if God uh, wants to send an angel to you, he will open your understanding somehow to appreciate that you're in the presence of a different being or mm. something like that. Yeah. yeah. So I, what are, my point is that I don't know that there can be a theology or a statement that for an angel to be an angel, it must be appear this way. Mm -hmm. I think the angel may come in very many different ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. So is it, is it that Manoah was extremely spiritual? I can't speculate in that mm -hmm. Was it deep, deep spiritual or is it something that we should learn from him? Mm -hmm. That actually God can speak to your, your family, your wife? Ordinary yeah. people. What, the, what mm -hmm. blesses me a lot in the scriptures mm. is that God reaches ordinary people in their ordinary circumstances. Oh, say that again. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ordinary people in their ordinary circumstances. Mm -hmm. He knows where they live. He can reach them anytime. Yeah. Um, and he comes not in any spectacular ways. There might be some he reaches in spectacular mm -hmm. ways, but on the greater part, it's that small, still voice, mm -hmm. you know, it's that person you met when you went to the, to the canteen to take some soda. They sat there and they engage you in a discussion. And when they have left, you see, the things this person has told me, am I sure I know who I was talking to? You know, there are times you are traveling and you are passing through some fairly difficult circumstances. And all of a sudden you see that you are following another, another car comes and overtakes you like this goes like this, goes like this, goes like this. When you are through with that place, it disappears and you wonder, what was that? You know? So sometimes the Lord intervenes for us in very, very unique circumstances and makes us pass through situations only afterwards to say, by the way, who was I dealing with at that point? Ordinary circumstances, he accompanies us through life. Uh, the scripture actually says the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. Amen. They are present with us even here. Wow. Part of this conversation. Amen. That sounds nice. They <laughs> <laughs> just say hello. Yes, they are here. <laughs> they are saying, yeah, they are saying, carry on. Yeah, yeah. just want to say hello. Glory, honor the Lord. Yeah. That's true. Mm. Then, looking at the passion that Manoah and his wife, Mrs. Manoah, had in raising this child, because I think... The, the scripture is very clear on how the child should be raised. Mm -hmm. The child doesn't really quite turn out that way. That way. <laughs> Whose fault was it? <laughs> no, no. When you read the scriptures, mm -hmm. it says God had a purpose okay. about Samson. Mm -hmm. And his purpose could be evaluated variously. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but first of all, to Manoah and uh, his wife, that God gave them specific instructions how to raise this child. First, he gave the instructions to Eve. 
I mean to, to Manoa's wife. Uh, when Manoa requests for a visit, he seeks to confirm what the angel had said about how they raised Jairus. Yes. And that tells me that Manoa and his wife were very keen to do what the Lord was saying. Yes. And they just didn't want to make a mistake. They wanted to make sure they had him correctly, which is an amazing quality. Um, I would say as an Adam, I think that's one of the places I have failed because there are times I'm in a hurry to do something, even without going back to say, Lord, what exactly did you say? And yet you see that when Zechariah asked God, how, how, how is that even possible? We are past <laughs> childbearing age. And uh, one preacher said, the Lord said, if this guy goes with this attitude, he will mess the faith of, of, the wife. of Elizabeth. <laughs> shut, shut his mouth yes. so he couldn't talk for a full nine months. <laughs> <laughs> but for Mary, mm. she said, how will this be to me seeing I know not a man? Yes. Yeah? Mm. Then the angel explained. She said, behold, I'm the handmaid of the Lord. Wow. So she did not doubt what the Lord was saying. She just wanted to confirm how the Lord wants it done, you know. And the mercy and grace of God, which I find absolutely amazing, is that if you are seeking to be clear what the Lord is instructing, graciously, he will do it again and again. Uh, what he requires is obedience. Because in the absence of obedience, the problem is now rebellion and sin. Yes. Mm. Wow. Mm. I like what you said mm. about God muting. Yeah. <laughs> Let's use the word mute <laughs> to cook the current terms. Don't go and spread these, <laughs> these things. Doubt. <laughs> Until this is done. Yes. Is it possible? Mm. Again, I don't know that we are speculating. Yes. That God can allow you or create certain circumstances for you to achieve what he wants you to achieve. Indeed, yeah. most of the times, mm -hmm. He creates those circumstances for you, for his purpose, for the advancement of his kingdom. Okay. Take the example of Joseph. He creates a situation of famine for a visionary leader to appear. Guy thrown in the prison, the stone which the builders rejected, has become Come, the head of the corner. Mm -hmm. He's, because the crisis he has created is such that nobody else can respond. Only this one, he has given the answer. Mm. The same can be said in the days of Daniel. There is a situation created. Nobody else has the answer. And Daniel is able to rise up, and that distinguishes him to the glory and honor of God. Yeah. So yes, God can create those circumstances so that he may achieve uh, a particular end. Okay. And in the case of Manoah and uh, his dear wife, they were to raise, because the, God is responding to the cry of the Israelites for salvation against the Philistines. You know, the, this cycle of... Yes. Uh, they had a judge, they prospered. When the judge died, they went down yes. like that. Mm. This is yet another time. So he's raising Samson, and the kind of vessel he wants to use to sort out the Philistines this time is a very cheeky fellow. Mm. <laughs> he is very unorthodox in the way he does things. The parents are completely surprised every time he's dealing with them because they don't know what is this turning out to. Did we raise you this way? I thought we raised you to be mm. a child of God. But the Lord is saying he is um, stirring up the Philistines for judgment. 
So he raised a Samson to do that. That's true. Mm -hmm. There's something you mentioned, Dr. Mm -hmm. I think when you move to run to Samson's life, there's a place which Achilles says, but her parents did not know that it was the Lord who had caused this to happen. Yes, yes. <laughs> it needed somebody of that type. Mm. When, when, when a situation in the world occurs which is of a particular character, God raises prophets of a particular character to meet the situation. Wow. Yeah. And equips them to do that. And he seems to have a lot of time because I'm thinking, <laughs> by the time you wait for a child uh -huh. to be born, yes. to grow, yes. to deliver. Yes. <laughs> that is a long time. Yes. We need immediate answers. <laughs> yes. No, no it's, it's happening mm. that way mm. because during the time he's growing, there are other answers. Okay. You see, these things are happening through life. Eh? Yes. You don't know the story of the next judge when it began. Yes. Yeah. Mm. So at the time when uh, the people will have been tired and now asking God, Behold, there's an answer. Mm. Mm. Let me ask you, Dr. again, yes. going back to the story of Manoah. Yeah. Why would we have Samson, or parents, burdened with raising this special child? Mm. Because at that time, you know, you don't see other parents going through the same issue. And it seems like Manoah was actually wanted to understand, because these things are a bit dizzy. No, no, just said, what did you say? Mm. You know, it raises, mm -hmm. and it's a dead thing, yeah, yeah. you know? It's not totally common to many other parents. Yeah. Does it speak to uh, the way we raise our children? There could be different children that we raise. Does it speak to raising children in a different environment mm -hmm. and maybe God, God wants them differently? Or what does it? Partly, yeah. it could speak to their prayer. Okay. Maybe for all this time, they've been praying and trusting God for a child. Yes. So in this sense, he's answering their prayer. Mm. But also... Um, I do not read in the story that Samson had brothers and sisters. Um, it could be that the circumstances he needed to raise this kind of child were the ones he had put in the family of Manoah. It doesn't mean that they had more difficulty in raising their child than the others. I think the others had their issues. For him, he was instructed what to do and what not to do. And uh, particularly, his wife was not to drink wine and it, all those things, because the Lord wanted the child to be of a particular character. Um, Samson combines uh, maybe two sides. There is the side of uh, set, being set apart by God. This is the one God is speaking to when he says, no wine, uh, no razor on his head. He's been set apart. Um, uh, the word sanctify is set apart for God's use. Now, the other side of him was his human side that needed to be developed, which he didn't seem to give time to develop. <laughs> mm. I, I don't think Samson was the kind of child who waited to be brought up by his father. No. He was just, when he realized he had muscles, he, he was uncontrollable. Mm. Which is, again, speak to Adams. I yeah. think like in the last week, you mentioned that yeah. three Ps that people must be careful about, especially Adams. You say power, mm -hmm. privilege, and uh -huh. position. Yes. And, yes. and Solomon, Samson had all this. Now, Samson <laughs> had them by, by nobody's permission. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't, he didn't mm. need a democracy. Mm. He didn't need, he was just powerful. Mm -hmm. And when you have done something that you realize is out of this world, now you need character to manage that. To manage that. Which he didn't have. <laughs> and it was not the fault of the parents. No, it wasn't the fault of the parents. I think he realized he had that power very early mm -hmm. so that he was, he was not 
malleable. Wow. Mm. Wow. I think once he realized he had it, mm. because this is a guy who goes out to watch over goats with the, with the other kids, and what they are seeing him do <laughs> it cannot be explained. Yes. Yeah? Yeah, it's like, don't even try to fight him. No. Uh, when enemies come to steal, they say, call Samson. <laughs> he and he comes and... Uh, and goes back to sleep. <laughs> yes, life has been sorted out. So mm. he was the kind of person you like to be on your side. Exactly. And he got to know it very early. Which, again, Daktari, <laughs> last week you mentioned <laughs> that King David, with all his power and privilege and position, yeah. he failed on one thing. Mm. Uh, that was Bathsheba, yeah. which again you mentioned wasn't Bathsheba. Yeah, you call it women. Yes, yeah. and Samson yeah. seemed to fall for the same thing. Yes. Men yeah. would very easily fall with regard to women. It is a, a character quality they need to develop, the one of sexual self-control, uh, the one of uh, ability to relate with women with respect. It's a discipline, and I want to say it is a discipline because it's a discipline which can be achieved. If, if a man grows up loose, loose in the sense that whatever you see, you go for, he, can, he will be helplessly uncontrollable because it is a, it's, a, it's a discipline. It's just the same way you can talk about food. If you train yourself to eat two plates, per meal, you will actually be yeah. hungry for two. Mm. But you can also train yourself to eat half a plate and you'll be satisfied with half a plate and you'll be healthy. Yeah. So these are the things, these are things which God put within the capacity of human beings to make choices and to discipline themselves. Mm. And when you discipline yourself, then you are able to relate with other people with love and respect. Wow. Yeah. Dr. Kisaka, mm. time is not our side. Okay. Allow me to ask that you, <laughs> You, you speak to these men yeah. who have the power. Mm. They come in with an amazing manual. They've yeah. been raised up by amazing parents, mm. like Mr. and Mrs. Manor. Yeah. But you're in this place where then you need to, as you say, discipline yourself mm -hmm. as a man to be able to deliver the destiny that God has given you. Yes. And maybe the parents who could be struggling with, I'm doing my very best to raise a child mm -hmm. in the way I know how. Yes. In the ways of scripture. But somehow, mm -hmm. it doesn't seem to turn to that work. way. I think it's good to speak to all Adams and Eves out there. Mm. The best way of raising children is to work with them. Work with them. Mm. If you're a preacher, when you're going to preach, go with your children. If you're a footballer, <laughs> go with your children. If you're a shopkeeper, go with your children. Be be with your children in such a way that they don't need to be asking questions. Where does daddy go? Where does mommy go? How come they never take us? What do they go to do there? Because when you do that all the time, you expose them to questions and they are being taught by other people. You are not there when they are being taught. So you may find that you, don't, you have no control over their lives. When you go out with them, make them a part of your life in such a way that it's interesting. I was, I was very uh, captivated, I think, what, was it yesterday or the day before yesterday? I was meeting a group of people, and they were telling me about um, how they raise their children. In the Presbyterian system right now, a church can invite a child to be a guest of honor in a fundraising. Wow. And the child goes fundraising to parents, 
to friends, I'm going to be a guest. And so the parent takes the child to be the guest in a fundraising. Now tell me if this child will not grow up knowing that it's important to support God's work. Um, if you look at the way Asians do things, yes. they go to the shops with their children. Mm -hmm. Their children are not being left at home watching TV. They are actively involved in the family business. Mm -hmm. If you are a farmer, go with your children to the farm. Let them see this is where food comes from. I think today absenteeism of parents is a major problem. Now, if a child is specially gifted, you need to look for ways of how to facilitate this gift in a valued way. Because again, you can miss, like Samson was specially gifted, and I don't think parents knew what to do with him. So he was exposed out there, and his work was to demonstrate his power. So later, you find that his own life becomes a bit messy. He achieved God's purpose, but his life was messy, and he died in a way he did not necessarily need to die yeah, because of that. So let's have a plan of how to be people of values, how to work with our children and involve them, get them to respect people, let them see the way you respect people, let them see the way you handle others. You know, that's how you transfer values. Mm -hmm. So that at the time when you now come to tell them it's your time to take over, they know exactly what to do. Wow. Mm -hmm. Powerful, Dr. We cannot add anything. <laughs> Dr. Kisaka, please Thank pray you. for us. Thank you. Heavenly Father, we come to you with thanksgiving. We recognize the privilege you have given us to be alive today as your children on this earth. Sometimes we face challenges that are overwhelming. Sometimes we face circumstances that look impossible. But more, all the time, we recognize that you are present with us and all you desire is for us to put our faith in you, to ask for your help and guidance. I pray for each one of us, Lord, and those listening to us out there, that you may strengthen them, you may give them the grace and the wisdom to correct where they are wrong and to rise up and do the right thing. We pray for the young people that are coming up, that they will not be uh, riotous and disobedient. Instead, they will learn from their parents and they will grow to be disciplined people who honor you and build a good life. We bless and honor you and thank you for being with us and listening to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Dr. Kisaka, thank for you. coming back again thank to you. speak to us on the man, thank the you. Manoa. <laughs> thank you as well, Adam and Eve, for joining this very interesting edition on Adam's Cave. Continue to engage us on 0717-400-555 or go to just YouTube pages and let's hear what you have to say. Now it's time to leave the cave and we always tell you, this is the only station where you can look and live. That is Hope TV. Or this is the only station where you can listen and live in a Hope FM station. I've been your host, Kisinda Kiprotich, talking to Dr. Kisaka and looking forward again to hearing from you. Have a beautiful week and the Lord bless you. Lord bless you too. Amen. Mm -hmm.